Dan, Striving Double Feature presents 70's Friends of Frankenstein, episode 33. This is a minute-by-minute podcast where we cover two Frankenstein knockoffs, rip-offs, follow-ups, homages, pastiches, whatevers uh, that came out in 1973. One is American, Blackenstein, which we will uh, be talking about first. And as, as always, we are talking the the, um, the video version. And we start 40 seconds into the um, the Severn Blu-ray. Uh, when you hit play on the video version, there's a there's a big um, a caption, a, a card, a big title card that's, that discusses the sources that the um, the print was uh, print in a one-inch video uh, cassette and things like that. And we started 40 seconds in. We we used to talk about um, comparing the video version to the theatrical, but. I'm, I'm going to get back into that once the video version begins to do stuff, because the theatrical is very close to unleashing Blackenstein. Um, but I don't want to ruin stuff that hasn't happened yet. So it was fun when they were uh, misplacing scene, putting a scene here, and then one version had a scene here, but then the other version had a scene, that scene 10 minutes later. But now that we're finally gearing up to the moment where a monster might appear, um, I'm going to stick to the uh, video uh, for the moment, although I do prefer the theatrical. Having said that, Frankenstein, uh, Blackenstein, and Frankenstein 80, which is from Italy, set in Germany, and we are, and remember that we are using the German Blu-ray of Frankenstein 80, where we begin 10 seconds in. So, so this is, um, so if you're if you're playing along at home, we are in Severn Blu-ray, Blackenstein, uh, home video version, and we are 32 minutes and 40 seconds in. And we're 10 seconds into the uh, German Frankenstein 80 Blu-ray. And I apologize, that that is a very rare Blu-ray. Kind of like the, the German Kill Squad. Did you all know Kill Squad was released in t- t- uh, 2021 on Blue? I didn't know it. There's some gentleman from Germany who's selling like a half a dozen of them on, on eBay. And every time I contact him and ask him if he can um, ship to the U.S., he responds in German. And I respond with uh, no, no uh, Sprechen Sie, Sie Deutsch or you know no habla uh, German, uh, and and but he keeps coming back in German. So it's like there's a Kill Squad Blu-ray out there, ladies and germs. Um, Nathaniel from Mondo Digital has it. He sort of you know that was he sort of brought that to my attention. It was like oh I want that anyway. Um, I'm cha- I'm chatty at this moment just because we're um, this is being recorded early January January eighth, twenty twenty two. It'll go up probably about a month later. So you'll be hearing this in the first half of February. I'm just taking some time off, but I wanted to record for a bit. It's it's Saturday. Oh, it's it's afternoon now. It's a little afternoon on a Saturday. I'm sitting here and uh, uh, and just just uh, want to do a little record and, and chat and, and um, uh, talk over these movies, which we've been having fun doing. And we we've, we've been doing them for quite some time now. Like like I said before, this was not meant to be. I was not meant to do these three at once, covering these six movies. I was meant to. I was going to pick one after about five or six. But everyone, like I said before, everyone's responses was, they're all great, Dan. Keep going. Oh, I love this one. And then even when I looked at the numbers, the howling one was the one at the first that got the, the highest numbers. But now the numbers are all sort of in the same vicinity. So, eh. Uh, so so we're going we're gonna to do this for a while. I may, I may uh, mix things up. Who knows? But anyways, let's go to Blackenstein. Blackenstein, when we left it, um, Malcolm had told... Winifred that he loved her which seems inappropriate and he had gone away being angry and I think he's about to prepare something in a bad way listen 
let's uh, I, I want to apologize to everyone real quick um our gardeners are here normally they're they're here on friday this is a bit like i like i mentioned this will be recorded on january 8th the last time they're here was december 17th they were supposed to be here yesterday january 7th they just showed up so I, I literally just started recording and i had to stop a recording because there was a weed whacker outside the window they're gone right now but i think yeah you're going to hear some noises in the background that would be the gardeners i apologize i'm recording this now regardless of whether or not they're here there isn't a lot to talk about in this minute but i think the thing that makes this minute a joy is it's one minute of malcolm completely cocking up the process of what is uh going to occur because they're in the final stage right they're they're the last stage of the experiment uh and he's about to have the final grafting and such and they've been giving him like dna treatments i thought there were rna treatments too but in this minute it's just dna and Eddie is preparing the DNA um, juice. I don't know what it is. It's 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 like a little. It's like it's it looks like um uh, it looks like a container you get hydrogen peroxide in. Um, but they put a label around that says like Eddie's DNA, and then they have another one that's like Bruno. You know the the German guy with the tiger leg, Bruno's DNA. And basically, the minute is Eddie switching out the DNAs. So now. Uh, Eddie is Eddie is going to get a shot. I'm sorry, Malcolm switching. Did I say Malcolm or Eddie? Malcolm switching out the DNA, and now Eddie is going to get a shot of Bruno's DNA, which you know isn't going to go well. But the funny thing is, you can really spot when that that uh, the 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 thing is. I mean, I mean, first off, let let's enjoy the science, shall we? This is this is science. Like this is like 1950s. Um, uh, 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 like a Rocky Jones Space Ranger type um, Captain Video uh, type um, sci-fi shows where no one knew how outer space worked. No one knew what space travel was going to be like. Your occasional movie like your Destination Moon and your much maligned, but but actually I'm not a big fan of it, Rockship XM uh, is, a, is another example. You know, you, you got films like that which tried to... Um, uh, 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 do do their best to show you what they thought uh, space travel was going to be like. It sort of ends up being like if you if you ever owned the Atari twenty six hundred, th- there were games on the Atari that were most of the games on the Atari twenty six hundred were very primitive, very goofy, and very very basic. But at their most basic level, even a, even a game like Miniature Golf, which graphics wise is kind of pure garbage, can be super fun. But you you get. Um, you get um, in in the realm of uh, uh, Atari Twenty Six Hundred. You get games like Combat. You know where you're in a tank and you're firing at other things, or, or um, Star Raiders, where you're a spaceship flying through space shooting things. And there are uh, so many variations of Star Raiders and variations of Combat. But then you would get there. The, I forget the tank game, but there was a tank. Is it Battle Zone? I forget. But there was a tank game that was meant to be a more realistic version of how you do a tank. And there was a space uh, game where it was there as a more realistic version of how you would fly a space shuttle. Um, and and the, the interesting thing with those games is that as more realistic as they might have been, they weren't nearly as fun as the games that were just goofy shoot 'em ups So when you go to 1950 sci-fi, the, the movies like Rocket Ship XM and Destination Moon are nearly as fun as, as the goofball movies like like Missile of the Moon or Catwoman of the Moon or, or the TV shows like Rocket Jones Space Ranger. Uh, and and uh, was Captain Video one or was that just, am I just uh, making that up from Honeymooners? But, but you know, the, the 50 shows that you, the, the gardens are really close right now. But there's, 
there, there's sort of a, a fun in the um, not 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 granted. Obviously, Destination Moon and 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 like Rockship XM were extrapolating, whereas whereas the tank game and space shuttle were actually uh, working off of material that was uh, actually you know there. Um, but but at the same same time, how's this time with Blackenstein, Dan? Where are you going with this? Well, um, uh, with Blackenstein, the joy of it is like. Um, that uh, DNA is something you can just put, uh, uh, you can fill up a jar with. You know, someone can, you know, you can accidentally put it out at dinner, and I just drank Eddie's DNA, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And and it's uh, just the fact that DNA, <laughs> I don't, I don't fully understand the way DNA works, but I don't know if you can actually like inject. Uh, draw blood from me and get like a jar of my DNA. I don't know that's. I mean, it's not like a stem cell or something. I obviously wouldn't get a stem cell from me. But but you, you, you um um, do, do you know what I mean? Like um, I, I love it because it's like DNA. Yeah, DNA alters. Um, if you alter DNA, you alter the the structure of a person's body. You alter this. You alter that. And why wouldn't it be something that you just have in a jar? And the whole time you and, and the whole minute is basically Malcolm, um. Uh, at a table, and he seems to be in the same room that Winifred is in. On occasion, he keeps looking over to where she is, so he's being extremely sinister, and she is completely ignoring him, and he's in front of, like, two big jars with, like, a... I don't know what... One of them's, like, a pea color, and then one of them is, like, a... Jeez, I can't quite tell, because I, I actually have it paused, and I don't want to touch the... Um, I, I, I have it paused in a shot of Malcolm with the tray covered up at the end of the minute. There's a pea colored bottle container and there's one it's kind of brownish it looks like root beer but i think it was a lighter color earlier but i love the fact that like one of those is eddie's dna and another is bruno's dna and you know just like you know at christmas time you know just you know someone pours brandy in one throw a little ice in some cherries get a cup and you have a good time with it so uh it's i i i do love the um the uh the just the the silliness of the science and it does it doesn't the silliness of the science doesn't bother me um because it doesn't it it's not calling attention to itself it's just simply doing it he has a container that says eddie's dna he has a container that says bruno's he switches the two and now he's taking them bruno's dna in eddie's container perfect i'm in i'm in especially because how far are we into the freaking movie now and we, we haven't actually got the monster yet so let's get some freaking monster going here i don't even know how we got this far i've forgotten what happened in the first 33 minutes the other thing i love about this minute and then we'll get on the frankenstein 80 is when you watch it you can see and the bigger the screen you watch it on the the more you can see it is that they use they're using a one inch video master for some of the shots that weren't in the theatrical so you're cutting in between... There's a lawnmower right outside my window right now. I apologize, everyone. This is verisimilitude at its finest. And, um, the, uh, and I know what you're saying. If, if you're somewhere with snowy, there's a lawnmower outside. I know. It depresses me, too. But it, it, uh, you are, we are where we are. We had, I will say this, Christmas week, 18th to the 25th, and the New Year's week, the 26th to the 1st, was cool and rainy and overcast and i wish there was snow but um it was it was it was lovely we were inside we were staying warm we were bundled up lots of great food lots of great santa treated me very nice this year and um 
it just lots of lots of fun, lots of fun. But literally, like by the fourth of January, it's it's warm out again. The sun's out. The gardeners are here, and so it all kind of. But what are you going to do? So anyway, let me wrap this up. Watch the minute and watch how much of the minute is taken from, and you could tell by the change in the because the, the, the Blackenstein the theatrical is high def and looks fantastic. The inserts are from one inch video. They do their best, but you can tell they're not from the same spot. Look at how much of this minute, which is him doing the exchange of the DNA, is from the was excised from the theatrical because you don't need it because it's obvious what he's doing, and and it's it's like the Moonshine Mountain scene where the um. H.G. Lewis Moonshine Mountain, where the the hick knocks out the folk singer, drags him out of his car, I think like takes some of his clothes, maybe takes his guitar, and does like a three-point turn to get out of like the spot where they're in, and then dry, and drives away. And you're like, Herschel, you, you don't need to show all of that. You don't need to show all of that. Really, truly. You, you cut some of that. We get it. We get it. He's stealing his stuff and taking his car. You know what you can do? You show him dragging him out of the car, fade to black, fade back in, or if that's too expensive, um, cut to like the sun going down or something, something to show the, the the movement of time, and then cut back to the folk singer guy, and he's like, where's my coat? Where's my guitar? Where's my car? The guy took it. You don't have to show it. And this is that same sort of thing. You can see, like, when he's exchanging, because you see him lift up the DNAs and begin to exchange them, and then it immediately cuts to one-inch video footage, which means that the filmmakers knew, we don't need to show all this. We know that he's switching it. We don't need to show every step. The original cut, and I mean, that's the thing with, with when you're when you're a young writer, you're, you're an experienced filmmaker, you, you, you show more than you need to. That's the H.G. Lewis thing. I love H.G. Lewis, but he was never a good filmmaker. He was, sorry, he he was he he's a fun filmmaker, fun as hell, but he's he's not a good, uh, good filmmaker. So he never knows, and also he's padding out films too. But he he never quite figured out what you show people and what you don't need to show. And we don't. The moment you see Eddie with one guy's DNA and another guy's DNA, and he's switching them, you can stop there and cut right to the next scene. We got it, we got it. But but I love they go into great detail in this. And anyways, the minute the entire minute is Malcolm. I keep calling. Did I call him Eddie? I'm sorry. Um, I'm because I'm thinking of Eddie's DNA and and um and the gardeners are distracting the hell out of me. Sorry, but but Malcolm is there, and the whole minute is Malcolm doing this thing. And in the theatrical, I bet if I were to go to theatrical, this would take less than a minute. In fact, I'm going to do that right now. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to play for Frankenstein 80, minute 33. Where were we? Oh, 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 um, Frankenstein or, or Mosaic had been picked up by the um, slightly older uh, prostitute rather than the one he wanted. And let's hear what happens uh, from this. And we're going to listen to this. And I'm going to check the theatrical of Blackenstein while we're at it. Be right back after this minute. Listen. <laughs> You may have a limp when you walk, but I bet you don't have one in bed. <laughs> Go on in. <laughs> you like it? Mm-hmm. 
yourself at home. Take off your hat. What's wrong? I am glad I went back and checked uh, Black and Side Theatrical, because the theatrical, it's pretty much the. Forgive me, it's it is the exact. I thought they got you know learned some editing tricks, but they didn't. It's literally it's exactly the same. It's it's almost exactly the same. What isn't exactly the same about it is that in the theatrical, you hear Doctor Frank, uh, Doctor Stein's voice say like. Um, uh, throwback, throwback. Uh, oh, what else does he say? I've, I should have written it down. Genetic anomaly. No, he doesn't say that. But you hear Doctor Frank echo his echoey voice saying things from when he was when they were visiting with Bruno, and he was having trouble with the grafting of the leg, and and so when you see kind of like Malcolm kind of smile, he's thinking back to that throwback, throwback, da 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 da, da and stuff, and um. I actually prefer the video version of it because um, it makes Malcolm seem more evil in that he knows exactly what he's doing. He doesn't have Dr. Stein's voice bouncing around in his head saying, do this, do this, do this. He's just like, I think if I do this, this will happen. <laughs> I prefer the, thea- uh, the video to the theatrical. Um, and... Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I glad I checked them, and that, that's those are the differences. The differences are actually in the theatrical. You hear Doctor Stein speaking. In the video version, you don't, and so those those are what the inserts are. And I'm glad I did not realize that Severin had done that. And that's a that's a um, that's a bit of uh, attention to detail that I really like. So uh, let's go to Frankenstein 80. In this one, it's basically, I bet you don't have a limp in bed. I don't know what that means. I don't know, you know, unless the bed is like like a, a Pullman bed that you can't pull down from the wall and you have to lean against it. I don't understand what that means. But they go to um, the um, this prostitute's apartment. Or this, it, uh, it's, 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 more, it's just a room. Actually, it looks like just a room. And there's like a a little like um, desk or something along a wall and it's just a bit large bed with sort of a um, do you notice behind her in the bed there's some sort of um, like a tapestry of it's like um, I want to say like Aztec soldiers crusader something I don't know what the hell it is but it's like um, uh, right when you walk in you see like pictures of ladies uh, tacked up to the walls and you see it looks like some sort of photos from movies or something uh, above the tapestry but then there's that tapestry which seems a bit odd, and um, yeah, the minute is she brings him in, she completely undresses, gets in bed, and says, "Take your hat off," and you see him, and he's not taking his hat off, and then she says, "What's wrong?" That's the whole minute. The great, the great thing with this one is that unlike the the blackest night where I had a bunch to talk about, uh, I can even out the episode by saying I don't really have anything to say to this uh, because I've never, um, I've never uh, uh, visited a prostitute, uh, and this this uh, this might get R rated. Um, but there's there's something about the um, there's something about like like you know she's dressed in a tantalizing manner. Um, she's not quite my type. Um, she's certainly attractive, and 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 she immediately enters the place. Says, "Do you like it? Good." Shuts the door, strips off her clothes, gets in bed, and I mean one of the things when I was younger, and and, and you know and and 
you know, uh, is that, you know, in high school and college, you know, you'd, I'd go out with someone for a while and, you know, we, we'd get closer and closer and I'd start to think, what do they look like naked? And then, you know, eventually you'd get to that point and it would be an unveiling and it would be a wonderful moment, you know, and you'd share the moment and it would be like, wow, this is just like, all right, I'm a prostitute, <laughs> close to the ground, let's do it, boink, boink, boink. And there's something, um, I can understand Mosaic not being excited. If he's just had new gonads put in, maybe he doesn't quite understand what they're doing. Maybe the gonads are like, I, I, we don't understand what's happening here. Because it's not sexy when she undresses. Um, and like, like she, like, like, forgive me, like her panties get like caught on her foot. So when she hops into bed, you know, to say, come on, come on. She, she's trying to shake her panties off her foot and then she kind of pulls them off and it's not, it's not sexy at all. But I mean, it is, if, if this is your business, then I guess, you know, I'm sure there are, you know, CPAs who loved being, going into the land of cpa age, but who may have been doing it for 10 or 15 years and are now pretty blasé about it. You know, I... I would hope in the podcast I do and the writing I do, I never become blasé. But I can see with something like this, that might happen. Because um, she she hasn't, she she's tantalized him in, and now she has to perform with him and work with whatever his peccadilloes are and hope, because I haven't seen it yet, hope that he has some money. Why does she think he has money? I mean, he's he's dressed like, he's dressed like the, um, you know, like if, if the shadow had, you know, been cut into several pieces and then put back together... Um, but but he doesn't talk. He doesn't have the wit of the shadow or anything like that. He's just kind of a creepy looking guy. I mean, maybe she's having a bad night. But I, there have to be some times where you look at someone and go, not him. I'll pass on him. The first guy, the guy that he kind of the, the gal that she kind of he kind of went after. Yeah, I think I think she probably had the right idea. So I think this lady might be in a bad way she's lovely i mean i've got it paused at the end of the minute and she's on the bed looking at him and she's nude and she's got she's got loveliness and on the right side of the screen is our guy mosaic with his big black hat on and his um his big black coat you can see the scar on the left side of his neck it's like what on does she is she i'm wondering if maybe she's um I'm wondering if maybe she's nearsighted and farsighted, uh, because because she's not really um, uh, she's not really getting that this guy is not a regular guy. I mean, it's obvious, right? That's why the other woman ran away. So, but she's there. She's nude. It's it's not particularly sexy. I mean, she's attractive, but there's nothing erotic about it. It seems exactly like what it is. It's a transaction. Uh, you know, I'm I'm I. You know, you you offered your couch on Craigslist. I went and looked at your couch. I liked it. I gave you 60 bucks for it, and now we're, we're throwing it in the back of my van. And then I throw you in the back of my van, and you never heard from again. I'm kidding. That's some comedy. Comedy with a K. And so, yeah, startlingly unerotic. Um, but, gosh, I hope she's going to be okay. She's just, she's just I, I can see her. You see, look at her face. She just wants to, she wants to uh, she do her work, and she's probably very good at it. And and she just wants to um, uh, make a little cash, make a little make a little something, you know. Do you like it? No, it's not a great room. It's it's actually kind of depressing. But um, gosh, maybe Mosaic will will not do anything to her and her boobs. Um, but we'll see. That'll be for the next minute. So this was minute thirty three of uh, or episode thirty three of Seventies Friends of Frankenstein. Thank you everyone so much for listening. We will be back next time, and we will find out. Um, possibly the consequences of what Malcolm is doing, and we'll find out if Mosaic takes his hat off. Listen to this. (laughs) 